We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. There's anything that could be haunted? For sure that what? fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. Was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start off in pain. Welcome back for another week. This is Three Dudes in a Dock. Tyler here, joined by Mitch and Christian, as always. Hello. Yo. Good day, gentlemen. So this week we watched The Fight, uh, 2020 doc, directed by Eli Desprey, or Desprey Josh uh, Kriegman, and Elise Steinberg. Mm. So how much did you guys know about the ACLU before we watched this? Nothing. I knew one piece of information, um, but that's it. What, what was, was that? It was co-founded by Helen Keller. Oh. What was that? She Hel- Wow. Helen Keller, <laughs> was. Uh, <laughs> she was one of the founders of the ACLU back in, um, I think it was like 1910. Interesting. I well, can't it, remember it, the date that it was founded yeah. on. That's so, cool. So she, f- she was one of the founding people. Yeah. yeah that's neat. So for those uh, listening who don't know. Uh, Sorry, 1920. Yeah. Most, mostly probably our, our Canadian uh, or non-American listeners. Mm. Uh, the, the ACLU is the American Civil, Civil Liberties Union. Mm. Uh, basically a group of lawyers, uh, paralegals, everything, um, that fight for civil liberties in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. Um I would have said, like, uh, obviously, like, uh, civil rights, uh, you know, abortion rights, which is a huge uh, issue in the States right now, mm-hmm. uh, voting yeah. rights, that stuff. What I was surprised to see that this doc showed that literally they fight for everybody. So yeah, um, it showed that, uh, for lack of better words, Nazis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the 70s, they yeah. would have said they were Nazis. Yeah, yeah. In, the, uh, in the States, we're not getting... Um, fair treatment to say what they wanted to say and they fought on their behalf to give them the right to free speech. Yeah. Um, which seems kind of like anti, anti ACLU. No, it's free speech. So they just are like, Hey, we'll fuck you on a platform. They're like, all right, well you have a light right to go on that platform. Sure. Fuck say whatever you fucking want. Yeah. And like the government can't come in and say, hey, hey, no, you can't say that. You can't do that. Right. But but just like as kind of like an outsider before learning kind of what the yeah. ACLU did, like, yeah. oh, they stand up for, for people. They, yeah. you know, they're. Yeah. It would be surprising to learn that. Yeah. 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 When they have meetings, they're definitely not having the clan guys like beside some gay right activist. They'd be like, we're all going to workshop and work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'd be like, what the fuck? I guess that's, that's the one thing that really stood out to me is that the ACLU is, it's an inevitable organization that there's no fucking country out there where everyone agrees hundred percent ban abortions. There's, there's always dissent. No one completely yeah. agrees. And if some groups or some people group together and they really disagree with the consensus hard enough, they invent the ACLU, whether they think about it or not. It just naturally happens. Yeah. Right. Someone's going to say, well, like we got to fucking oppose the government to this. How do we oppose the government? We well, yeah. collect a lawyer, you collect a clerk and you collect a paralegal and then you fucking go to court. 
lose. You're going to lose for a long time, but then eventually you're going to fucking win some. So yeah, so this documentary is called The Fight. So it, it basically, it's from when Trump got into office, uh, yeah. he was made president. Um, four years of hell. There was like a hundred and... It counted in the doc, and I'll have to look up the actual number, but it counted how many lawsuits that they've um, kind of put in uh, since he became uh, president. Mm. Um, but this one, this documentary focuses on four lawsuits. Yeah. Um, so one being... Like precedent setters. Yeah, yeah. one being um, immigration, removing children from their parents, uh, uh, when they're seeking uh, asylum, mm-hmm. uh, two is uh, giving these uh, asylum seekers um, the rights to abortion. It follows a case of a 17-year-old uh, uh, woman who was detained, and they she was raped. Uh, they said she couldn't have an abortion. Yeah. Um, then there was voting rights, uh, where they were going to implement a question into the uh, census, saying, "Are you?" Or are you not a U.S. citizen? In the short form census, like yes. the one that's sent to every single yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last one was um, uh, the transgender block uh, for U.S. military. Yeah. Um, so it kind of chronicles those four um, suits. Um, so interesting. It shows the, the process, which, yeah. man, like as... As much as I think lawyers would, like, as a cool job, obviously it pays well. Maybe not these guys as much as uh, yeah, others. Some yeah, of as have like, some pretty sweet fucking houses. Yeah. Um, that one guy lived under the stairs. <laughs> yeah, but once you got under those stairs, that <laughs> was weird. It's <laughs> like yeah. New York. You're like, check this out. My door might only be a foot and a half tall, but my house is fucking sick inside. You push your groceries in on your belly. Yeah. Um, but, but, man, like, these people never stop. Yeah, no. it is they're, their life. They're con- yeah, yeah. Um, when when you talk about someone putting their whole everything into their work, yeah, that is these people, and not yeah. just the lawyers, but like the interns, the paralegals, the law clerks, like everything. Yeah. Like this isn't just these four lawyers. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think you had a stat. There's 1.8 million members of the ACLU. Yeah, yeah which are I. Probably a lot of them are volunteers. Yeah. But because there's no fucking way that they would pay right. 1. So, 1 million people. I think mm-hmm. the typical like yearly endowment of the, the ACLU, I think I read was like 300 million. But like, yeah, there's no fucking way that. Well, and that's what we were talking because like, obviously paid. this isn't a government funded yeah. organization because Zero they're dollars. fighting the government. Yeah. yeah. Um, so their, their funding comes from donations. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they have some form of uh, investments as well from their donations. With that kind of money, you'd think. Yeah, um, for sure. It'd be awesome if they had like weird connections to like Russia and China where they're just <laughs> like, hey, fuck with your government. We'll give you some money. Yeah. But we've got to keep ourselves in work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, th- this is a nonprofit organization. This isn't, uh, you know, um, big uh, money Wall Street lawyers. Uh, no. Um, they're doing these like these, these are lawyers that that care about what they do not yeah they're smart and AI, actually right? have a heart not smart and don't have a heart and right. they're like i'll fucking yeah. work for enron i don't give a fuck yeah um yeah and everything is pro bono like they never charge the customers obviously because right. oh. the clients they're not customers because they don't pay 
Yeah. Fucking assholes. But yeah, no, everything is, everything that they do is, um, charity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it, it's typically on a, on a bigger sense than, you know, one plaintiff. Yeah. I, I know like the, the abortion issue, uh, uh, this documentary you looked at was Jane Doe versus whatever. Um, but I think typically ice, uh, it was ice. Yeah. Typically it's, it's more, um, <laughs> broad based, like, uh, an idea versus whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So, but man, like, yeah, just the amount of, of work these people put in, it just it's blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, one guy who was crazy for the, um, uh, it was the immigration issue. He yeah. had like six different phones going off at the same time. Yeah. And he seemed to have some charging problems too. Yeah. Like that was a theme throughout the Man, one of his, his, pa- well, his pages are fucking up. Cause one of them need to be like, this is called a power pack. Mm. You should probably have yeah. a bunch of these around with you. Cause you got like eight phones, but then he's going to have to learn how to charge the power pack. You just fucking plug it. In. Well, he didn't even know how to plug it in. The, yeah. the lady was like, this part goes into your computer. But his, his, yeah. his brain literally must just be fried or just fill. <laughs> yeah, that scene with the USB thing, it looked like he was about to just like be so defeated, right? He's like, yeah. I can't, I can't do this. Or the phone all the time, like yeah. that kind of 5G radiation. <sighs> or just Not filled with so much legal knowledge that you literally just can't fit yeah. anything else in. I had, like, I had someone tell me once that they didn't want to like take the time to learn French because there's only so much knowledge yeah. they can have in their brain. And I was like, Oh, you're you met a fucking deficit already. Like you're a yeah. fucking idiot. You met the smartest person in the world. I that was like, so. my hard drive's full. Yeah. I got no more Ram space. I got to so. reformat. I just picture this fuck guy at yeah. home. though like pops up a bagel and he's just looking at the bag. Like, Oh fuck. What do I do now? Oh, I, yeah. I just don't know if this were a law case, I would know exactly yeah. what to do. <laughs> Get on the this phone. Is a bagel. Where's the I other part know. of the bagel? Is that his, parent are they okay are they okay to be separated <laughs> two different toasters that's if i bring right. in the butter is that like bringing in a third parent i don't understand the inside of the bagels have to face yeah. each other he just sits at home does nothing you're fucking useless his wife's yelling at him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it's it's crazy um so kind of let's break down these four cases one by one oh God. a little bit um, I don't well, I think the, the government's right in all of them. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> what did you to, say about the ACLU? I don't know shit about no. that. I'm not the ACLU. I'll be the government. We don't have to break <laughs> this them down. Is a fun game. We'll just talk about like as it pertains to the documentary here. Fine. Uh, so the immigration one was basically like um, asylum seekers coming into the country uh, or being removed. I mean, from about and, seven very particular countries, mostly Muslim based. So mostly, I think they all were. I think they just said no, mostly to that, not be that was super travel, racist. That was the travel ban. So that wasn't oh, that yeah. wasn't the court case that he was working on. Oh, this guy. No, yeah, he yeah. was about um, like family separations. separation. Yeah. So order. so basically, it starts off like he was interested, or he was kind of keeping tabs on uh, Trump's travel ban. Um, that was basically a Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. Um, people from uh, these. Seven Muslim countries couldn't enter. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Didn't he say like shitty countries or like he well, actually said something later on? Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So for anyone who's <laughs> followed so the news ever since Trump uh, got in, yeah, it was like uh, he called them shithole countries or yeah, that's what like it was. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damn. So yeah, so he was kind of keeping tabs on on the travel ban, but his main purpose in this doc was uh, this family separation case. So. Uh, it was mostly uh, South American, Mexican, uh, 
nationals coming yeah. uh, through the, the southern U.S. border. Uh, and when they were detained, their child was removed. <clears throat> they were told that they were just going to be taken, given a bath, whatever, but then removed to another site. Yeah. Um, so Fuck. Yeah. Put in a cage. Put in a cage, yeah. Essentially. Um, they gave him space age blankets. I was so just thinking, like, I'm like, hey, this like is like, you guys went to, camp. yeah, they just NASA camp. Yeah. What white kids do the same thing. You're cool. I have one of those blankets in my uh, camping gear. Welcome yeah. to oh, oh, you insensitive son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it was like for, for people listening, it was like, or I haven't seen the doc. It was like those emergency, like foil yeah. um, blankets that, uh, you know, yeah, that, that every kid loves the cheapest, most <laughs> yeah. effective. I'm sure they had know. sick cotton pillows too. Yeah. Something that you would have in your car as like a first aid uh, or emergency kit uh, type of thing. <laughs> Just right? to yeah. keep a, bo- a person alive. Not, ah, yeah. oh, you're a thriving young child. Yeah. 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 Pillows made of pulped up corn husk. <laughs> yeah. That they had to shuck. Yeah. yeah. You think, yeah. You think they could have gave them like, like a, some kind of fucking real blanket. Yeah. Or like I thought you were going to say crap? job. I was like, I think that's why they were in the <laughs> detention. They were just figuring out which farm to take them to. They got to use their little tiny kid fingers and twist the barbed wire fence. Yeah. So you like sheep, little buddy. It's like digging their own graves. So Wait, yeah. what are we talking it's about? So fucked up. The kids, man, family the kids se- in the cages. Family separation case. Yeah. No, it's just like, we kind of got off track there in a bad way. I'm um, sorry. So yeah. So he, he wasn't going in front of the Supreme Court when he was uh, um, arguing this case. Uh, I think only one of them was in front of the Supreme Court, and that was the voting uh, rights. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't remember. I thought that they all had their um, their chance to speak to uh, representatives of the Supreme Court. or So not at, all of them. I, at different times. It made it look like they all went to court at the same day, like the very same yeah, moment, which yeah. I don't think is true. No. Um, but yeah, they all went to a court. Only one went to the Supreme Court of the U.S., I think. Yeah. I think that um, was the immigration. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so he, he goes and argues this in front of a, a judge and uh, essentially wins. But I mean, at the end, it says like there's still 1,800 uh, families mm-hmm. that have been separated. Um, obviously, it was a win for the ACLU to get that kind of reversed and them start um, reuniting families. And I think we all saw that in the news and and yeah. kind of followed along with that happening if you watch the news, um, especially in the States. <clears throat> uh, we're lucky, not lucky, I don't know, uh, up in Canada to follow mostly American news. Like, uh, we, we are very well, very well plugged in to uh, what happens in the States. Yeah. It's probably a good thing in some sense only because usually what happens down there five years later happens here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cages are going to be here, mm-hmm. but we got over those cages. The native people were out of them now. Yeah. We well, said, we're going to send them to school. Ah, oh, good call. Yeah, okay. Those cages, we call them schools. Yeah. Um, that's fucked up. So yeah. So you know, great outcome for that. But like the yeah. the craziest thing, so it's showing him going on MSNBC uh, to talk about uh, this case. Um, the floor director is counting him in, and he just gets word that the uh, the travel ban uh, decision was passed. And they're like, okay, you're on in two minutes. He's like, no, 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 fuck. Like, I, I need to denounce this this travel ban uh, decision. Yeah. I need five minutes to, to read up on what the decision was. Yeah. Um, so 
life as an ACLU lawyer is very fluid, very, yeah. like, Holy Jesus. very uh, yeah. like to the minute. Like it's not like, you know, you know, Christian is a criminal defense attorney. He has one case right one now case, that he's working yeah. on and he's working on uh, defending this one uh, plaintiff. Yeah. ACLU, like I imagine like they're working on two, three, four different cases at the the same time, right? Yeah. yeah. Or at least keeping tabs on the on these big cases. Yeah, because well, a lot of them, I assume that, like he said that they've got one person at the border who's been separated from their family, but they assume that there are hundreds. Right. Yeah. Which means that potentially, depending on how this goes, you're going to have hundreds of cases. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's different kinds of immigration cases being made against the, the government. Um, so like this, this is one kind of case doing like with involving immigration, but you would have multiple cases of different kinds of immigration issues. And he, obviously that was his department. So he was not like a head of department, but he was working there. So he would know about all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even like spearheading a couple of them, I assume. For sure. You don't have six cell phones and a desktop and a landline if you're not working on more than one case. Drug dealers too. Yeah, true. That's the only the person that I can think of that has that many cell phones. And, and talking about how fluid and, and hectic it is, like we saw multiple scenes in this documentary where you know they're on the phone and like, like literally leave someone hanging on the phone in their office, and they're running to other offices and and, <laughs> yeah. and like relaying information and 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 talking to people and and yeah, it it, it just looks like a, such a fucking hectic life. Yeah. I, I can't I can't imagine it. I mean, they're doing obviously great work. Yeah. Um, great so, work. That's the tough part is that like the, the imagery is extremely unattractive Yeah, to some people. Like to me, I'm like, no fucking way yeah. could I do that job. Oh yeah. I would have an interest in being involved in the process of the job, but could I actually be like, uh, what was his name? David, David Ho or Dale, Dale, Dale Ho. Dale Ho. Yeah. Dale Ho. No fucking way I could do Dale Ho's job, but no yeah. I would help Dale Ho do his job yeah. for sure. But that's way too fast paced for me. I sure. didn't want to be like a fucking page in that environment. I'd be like, you motherfuckers, blood pressure is way too high. Like, mm-hmm. this is some crazy shit. Yeah. It did feel like. And you can't go into that job being like, ah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get the yeah. kids back. And they're like, dude, this is like my family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would not be a good lawyer. I'd just be real lazical, daisical about the whole thing. Lazical, daisical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think you're pretty fucking laid back uh, at at the best of times. Uh, yeah, imagine like, me in a suit. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, the guy said he didn't kill him. He didn't kill yeah. him, man. Come on, you gonna believe that? Yeah. I can imagine Mitch as a lawyer. Like, come on, dude. Come on, bro. Like, come on, come on. We know. We that's know. why. That's how I could win Trump because yeah. he would be saying shit equally as crazy, and he'd be yeah. like, "I don't know how to fight this craziness. Like this guy's just as fucked up as I am." You'd be on opposite sides of the fence, but you would get yeah. somehow like eye to eye. Yeah, he's like, "I, he's, I think I love you." I'm like, "Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's all you got to do, right? <laughs> Whatever." Um, so the next case is the voting rights case, uh, mm-hmm. Dale Ho. Um, yeah, in the census. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Do we remember uh, like in what order the cases were given in the documentary? I think the way that Tyler's saying them. Uh, I, I, call. I, I just so. randomly said that one. Mm-hmm. No, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they follow through when they get going. Well, they s- no, the, the abortion one was definitely first. It was? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Never mind then. Um, cause yeah, it led off with, uh, with Bridget, uh, and the 17 year old, uh, oh, yeah, uh, it did. woman, Jane, yeah, Jane, Jane Doe, Jane. man, that lady gets in a world of shit. Yeah. She's been around for a while. She too. always gets murdered. Imagine getting an abortion and like your actual <laughs> name is Jane 1920. And then you get another abortion in 2020. 
Yeah, that was fucking. That's crazy. I just want this fucking abortion. That's some. My youthful. son's eighty-two, but I still <laughs> want this abortion. Um. So yeah. So the voting rights. So Dale Ho was the lawyer. Um, fighting for that. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, the way the the political system in the states works is, you know, um, the electoral college. Uh, there's so many representatives uh, for each state. Mm-hmm. Um, Based on census numbers. Yeah. Uh-huh. So their argument was that you are going to have millions of less people answering the census mm-hmm. um, if they have to disclose their citizenship. Yeah. Um, illegal um, aliens cannot vote in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't affect voting numbers, but if they say, okay, well, you know, this uh, electoral college district is represented by, you know, 50,000 less people, well, we, we're going to merge that with a I don't know exactly how it works, obviously, but yeah. uh, it would change the, That's the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. And I think at the end of the day that like states would get less money. Less yeah. funding. Like, oh, there's less people. So you don't need that. When in yeah. reality, there's like a way more people. Sure. Yeah. 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 So less representatives, um, less funding, um, less political sway in congress too sure the yeah. senate i'm not sure how that fucking system works. i don't know how that would work because well, that I mean just, that like the state next to you has more power so they could be like fuck you we want your well, trees idaho it's like the house of representatives right so if the, if california has two less representatives because they have more um illegal immigrants yeah and then say ohio yeah they probably do yeah, yeah that was a they good one literally well, can't represent the people in their yeah. So yeah, that's fucked up. So okay. they're they're listing the the numbers of, or the states that it would most affect, mm-hmm. and it was Texas, it was California, it was Florida, um, Illinois was another one. Yeah, and I would say like New York too, like anything with like one of like the major centers, mm-hmm. as well as the ones closest to the borders, right? Yeah. Um, Florida, you have a lot of uh, Caribbean uh, immigrants coming mm-hmm. over, Cuban, uh, Haitian. Um, Dominican stuff like that. Yeah. Venezuelan. Yeah. Most recently. Um, and then obviously Texas, we all have seen the news, the caravans, uh, you know, yeah. the border walls, all that, that kind of stuff. So basically their argument was that if you ask everyone, uh, what their citizenship status is, obviously anyone who's an illegal immigrant, is going to either not answer the census or answer incorrectly. Or they're going to like uh, out themselves. If they yeah. answer that they're not a U.S. citizen, then they're on a list. Yeah. If they don't answer, then it fucks the state over, <clears throat> which fucks them over because they're a constituent technically yeah. as a population member of the state. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. like It's bad either way. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It either fucks the person or it fucks the state, which fucks the person. Right. So all in all, the person gets fucked. Yeah. And that's all the federal government was looking for. Yeah. We're just and looking to fuck. Some, We're just looking but, to fuck. Yeah. So Dale, Dale Ho too, I think was, um, he was making a good point too, that uh, social security has accurate citizenship data. So the question on the long form census or the short form census for citizenship um, legitimacy was no. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, it's it already was, been answered. Then. It was completely unnecessary. Oh, that, that's hilarious. Well, that was one of his points. He's yeah. Like, why like, do you need this information? It's just a simply racist question. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you want actual yeah. citizenship data, go to the social security. It's database. right fucking here. Yeah. You yeah. don't, you don't need this data because it already exists. And, yeah. and one of their arguments was that they, um, were misleading when they said the reason why they wanted, uh, right. yeah. uh this in there. 
Um, and it was they weren't being truthful for for why it was in there. Yeah, the um, U.S. government lying. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. So very strange. The first Crazy. case well, wasn't the first case in the doc, but the first case we talked about the uh, child separation. So he won. Uh, in this case, um, Dale Ho has a little bit of confusion when the. Uh, when the uh, decision is brought down. It seemed like so, everyone did. Cause when he first was talking to everyone, they were like, yeah, I'm not sure. What- so he's, he's in his office. He's first looking. He's like, Oh fuck. Like, no, like uh, they've kind of rejected it. And then he's like reading. And so obviously I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know what pretext means. Mm. Um, but they, I think pretext means that there is, it's essentially an ulterior motive. Yeah. Like you had a, you have a pretext so to make the decision you did. They proved not, that the government did that. Yeah, it's not judicial. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they proved that the government did it for different reasons. Yeah. Right. Prior to them admitting these other reasons. So that's what Dale Ho says. Oh, we won in pretext. Yeah. Um, so basically they, the U S government wasn't able to print the census forms in 2020 yeah. that uh, would have this question on it. So it doesn't finish that fight. It just pushes it further down the line. Yeah. Which is crazy too. Cause I think that they, if I remember Dale Ho saying correctly that they had plans to print like within a week. Yeah. Like they oh, were on, a, yeah. He said they don't, they can't, can't print this. On they Monday. can't print this on, on Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. I assume that it was like Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. So yeah. like, I would like to think it was Friday close. afternoon. Yeah. Like, on oh, a long shit. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you guys shouldn't be here, but you got, well, you, there's no printing houses in the States. Like where are you even getting this shit printed from? Imagine the long form census made in China, like printed in Cuba, the Dominican. Yeah. Me- definitely. Mexico. Probably. probably is. Yeah. Made with Mexican ink, Colombian yeah. paper. You sons of bitches better not fucking write on this. Yeah. Venezuelan glue. Oh, um, so, Only in America. So, yeah, so Latvian glue. That one had a, <laughs> a lot of confusion. Like, this is one yeah, of the ones yeah. where he's literally talking to someone on the phone. Like their mid-sentence, he bolts out of his office. He goes to, goes to another <laughs> yeah. office. And then he kind of wraps back around. And he's like, oh, I need to uh, get that printed. And he goes to the printer and it's not printing. He's like, oh, fuck, I didn't send it to the printer. And he goes back to his office and the woman's still on the phone. She's like, oh, y- y- you there? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot you're on the on the line. You think that lady was talking the whole time, or finished her sentence and was like, "Dale, Dale, Dale." <laughs> Dale. She puts him on hold. Can Where? you hear? Can you hear me now? Yeah, Dale. <laughs> um, but uh, like again, and it shows a scene where he calls his wife and says, "You know, we won," and and obviously very uh, emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. <laughs> my job doesn't elicit a very emotional response to, to me. Um, I go do it. I spend my eight hours there uh, or longer and I leave. Yeah. You, you um, make it continue. Like you operate it. Yeah. Yeah. These people pour so much of their fucking time and soul into this. Yeah. Like every loss has to be crushing. Yeah. yeah. And every win has to be just like so uplifting. Yeah, it's um, like professional athletes, but the public doesn't give a fuck about these people, and right. they do a way crazier job. Yeah. Yeah. that well, at like, the end um, of the day means more. We're talking about murder ball, like it's it's it would be kind of like a legal performance, but yeah. instead of just losing and being like, oh, I guess I got silver or bronze, be like, well, you lose, and ten thousand people well, get deported back to their country and, and potentially yeah. killed. The stakes are so high. Yeah, yeah the stakes yeah. are yeah. like life and, and death. If you're on the government side. And you lose. The government looks at you and be like, the U.S. government's like, God damn it, Christian. Yeah. You lost this fucking case on us. And you're like, what? what? Yeah. I'm just one person. Yeah. yeah it's very, um, 
I don't know. Like you're on a list. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, Win or lose. A hundred percent. Yeah. Why are my taxes a little higher this year? Like, yeah. nah, I don't know. And you want to get fired or you want to pay some taxes? <laughs> it showed Dale Ho uh, kind of rehearsing his, his statements, right? His, yeah. Before uh, he went on. Yeah. And like, I'm not a public speaker. Um, I can do this cause it's the three of us and I know you guys. And, mm-hmm. but if you put me up on a stage to talk to a thousand people, 50 people, yeah. 10 people, I'm going to spout gibberish like that. Yeah. You're not yeah. like, you don't like public no, speaking. So I mean, I don't just really, really I don't really like the fact that you keep pointing at me. Well, no, but <laughs> so fuck you. This is a story that uh, kind of Mitch is almost involved in, but uh, so <laughs> Mitch, and I, Mitch and I went to college together and, and they had a award ceremony uh, called the Sparkies for, for different TV stuff, like our, our projects. Oh, it's like a little Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro, so, Oscars. Come on. So we're, we're better than that. In second year, we had uh, uh, this program that we had to do called Quinny View. It was like a news uh, or like a magazine style. And uh, my group's um, production won best uh, magazine style. So oh, I got, cool. a, I was a producer for it. And literally, I, I didn't do anything for that fucking like thing. Like, <laughs> what like, do you mean? Well, the pro- <laughs> hey, he was a producer. The producer's job oh, yeah. for that particular project is easy. You have three teams that go out and make three stories. You just tell them what to and do. And then I have to say, oh, okay, well, story one is is the best. Um, story three should go here. Like, like you're like a director. Kind of, well, not even really. I just piece the final production together. Oh, okay. So like, we wouldn't have won. Because of what I did. We won because those three individual directors made three really great stories. Oh, okay. So were these like these were like audio visual stories? Or yeah. It was like, print? No, it was video. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So it was like a like sixty minutes is like a news magazine show. Oh, I guess that's a magazine um, as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so anyways, I get up and because I was a producer, I said I wanted to say, Hey, look, I we didn't win this because of me. My job was easy because I had three great stories from these three great people. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all people I'm friends with. These are all people I'm not nervous around. But when I get up to talk to them, like, what it, I actually said was, yes, this was really great. I did this. <laughs> Paraphrased. <laughs> I, I, I did this. Yeah. I, um, I did do this. Yeah, it, this was me. Thanks. Not quite like that, but I said, you know, this, this was a, easy project to do. Like what I, what I, I just meant, shit on everyone. That's why everyone in school hated Tyler after that. What like, I meant to say was like, this was so easy to win because of these three amazing right. stories, but, instead, but it didn't sound like that. <laughs> this was easy. I did this. Yeah, yeah. So what Tyler's trying to say, if we so ever welcome, if we ever get fame, he's throwing us under the bus yeah. so hard and be like, yes, I, I am amazing. Um, I am the three, but, but that's just it. Like I can't imagine going up with, on a stage like that in front of the Supreme court with the yeah. stakes are so yeah. high. Fuck me. That can That's be crazy. life or death. Yeah. And have to be able to remember. Like, yeah. Cause you can't have two cards because yeah. no one's going to take you seriously as a, oh, yeah. as a lawyer in front of the Supreme court reading off cue cards. Oh no. Like you don't yeah. take good notes and you refer to your notes for accuracy and precision. That <laughs> seems like, retarded. No, you think like, a judge would rip on you and be like, well, you got the cue cards. Oh, I use that fucking word again. Fuck that person who yeah. gave shit um, about that. 
Yeah, like it's don't, just don't let them don't get in your head. Like obviously they have paperwork. Like we talked about it. Like imagine walking into your job with a like a full wheelie briefcase full of paperwork yeah. every day, right? Yeah, yeah. reference um, material, but yeah. you're not allowed to use it. I mean, no, I'm they're sure not they allowed are. to. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, are. But I get but, with your cue cards but, thing. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. Making your opening statement. Yeah, like you can't have like teleprompter cue cards, right? Yeah. That'd be sick. Like oh, I need to get up my prompter. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you, and you can't fuck those words up. Yeah. They're so important. Because, well, because then it's a performance thing. Like yeah. the, the words, even if you stutter, like you, there is not a worse fucking group of stutterers than the newscasters on the CBC, particularly in the morning. Yeah, they're not great, eh? They're like, it, 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 it's all this kind of stuff. And I don't, I don't, I can't under, why is it, why is it all like this? And it's fucking annoying. Like you're a fucking pro. Yeah. Like we're not professionals and I don't recall us stuttering nearly that bad. We simply say what we have to say, and it comes out how it comes That's out. That's because we're unhinged, though. That's true. We also are not reading a script. They're yeah. reading a script and having like seven people look at them through a one-way mirror. Be like, yeah. you better not fuck this up. And you're like, Saskatoon. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I couldn't imagine going up there and fucking and writing my opening statements and giving them out. Yeah. And being able to remember and delivering them eloquently. Yeah, you think like judge would be like, what did you just say? And like, oh, I meant to say this, but actually I said this. And then they're like, well, you meant to say this, but then you just committed perjury because you just lied to me. And you're like, no, I meant, oh my God. I'm sorry, I'm did, so hungry. Did you just say sensei? Yeah. I meant census. Yeah. I meant census. Sensei. When I was a sensei, like yeah. what? Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I, I do not. Um, it would be interesting to talk to a judge or like talk to a, like a lawyer that's been in for a long, like what's like a crazy case or like even was there were like did a judge crack a joke or like mm-hmm. is it always a hundred percent fucking serious all the goddamn time? I think in these ACLU probably. Well, yeah, yeah this one's a little different because you serious. can't you can't crack jokes about like civil and, liberties. And, yeah, <laughs> hey, I can say fuck you, but you can't because America doesn't think you're a human. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I often think that if these people live their lives doing the work that they do, would it not come to you a little bit more naturally that as long as you know precisely what you're talking about, you don't need a script like yeah. us here. Like the, the the fucking stakes are pretty low for us on this podcast, extremely, and we don't <laughs> and we don't script yeah. anything because the stakes are pretty low. Also, it's more fun to just sort of riff and talk about yeah. it. Um, it helps if you're not an idiot. So I think the three of us doing this is. Uh, oh, but we're idiots. It's yeah. It's Wait, did you say we weren't idiots? <laughs> yeah. I. That's wild, dude. It. I'm so offended that you didn't call me an idiot. Okay, well we'll have you to talk f- about this later. You fuck. You can call the ACLU and. I think they're idiots. Bitch about that. I don't um, think they'll represent me. But like when you know something well enough, like if we were to just switch gears and start talking about like baseball yeah. or like film production or sports or books. I don't even fucking know. We would be far more comfortable talking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not as experts, but as someone more knowledgeable than I think like just the lay public uh, still unscripted. But for an ACLU lawyer, particularly I think of Dale Ho, because no one else really seemed to be rehearsing what they were going to say. The the one for the transgender did a little bit, but not not as much as Dale Ho did. Well, they all do these uh, moots, which I had never heard of before, which is essentially like a mock trial. Yeah. um, Or like at least a mock case hearing. Um, And they 
they set up fake judges, they have representatives, they have people being questioners, and they have partners on the defense side or on the prosecuting side. Excuse me, and uh, they just they run through the whole the whole gambit of their case. Um, but it just it it surprised me to see how much rehearsing went on, being like given that it's their lives. Like you don't know more about anything than this very topic that you're about to speak right. on, and you still have to script it. Like it's going to be rehearsed, like uh, so speeches in your high school. But the census argument is going to be a little bit different than something else that falls under his purview, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he just makes sure and, he's and got everything lined up. There's so yeah. much information to, to know. That's like, the thing. Yeah. It's it's like, a lot more information. Man, lawyer, to to. fucking court's gonna be awesome when you just get robots but yelling at each other. You yeah. you and I could sit here and research voting laws for the next five years and probably still not even scratch the surface of of what is fully there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, you go to law school, you, whether, you know, it's electoral law, family law, mm. uh, criminal law, whatever, like you, you have your, your, um, specialty, um, but there's still so much information and one voting, uh, case isn't going to be the same as a different voting case. Yeah. Uh, and, That's true. and I'm sure Dale Ho's been extremely busy, um, uh, the last couple of years since this documentary's come out with yeah. um, after the fucking uh, the fake Trump, vote shit. after Trump lost, uh, yeah. claiming that uh, there was voting right. Uh, um, I don't even know what to call them. Voting right missteps. Like fraud. Yeah. Voting yeah. fraud. Uh, rampant voting fraud. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So I imagine he's been extremely busy. Hold yeah. up. In theory... Trump could be a client for the ACLU. Yeah. Fuck, that's awesome. Not likely in the same cases that the ACLU is fighting against. I know, but if he said some whack shit and the government came after him, yeah. at the end of the day, it'd be pretty hilarious if he's like, well, ACLU, yeah, help me out. I think there's a clear, um, a clear outlier here that his claims have to be truthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would just be funny at the end of the day if they did represent sure, him. Sure, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. of like, hey, you guys said like free speech. Yeah. Like you gotta, and well, they're like, damn and, it. And that's right. the thing. Like, And I guess, you know, free speech isn't, uh, free speech doesn't mean there's no repercussions to what you say. Free speech is just, you're allowed to say it. Yeah, so, I, I know, I know. So yeah, I like just, if, if. Imagine if, if. Trump, you know, because Twitter has banned uh, banned him, yeah. um, and he, he has some kind of ACLU uh, um, proceeding because he feels he's being silenced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's uh, a private organization, though. I don't right, think right. Like, Twitter yeah, is trading throw that on. shit out. Twitter's a public company. I thought it was a private company. It is private. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. I, I is think. It? I think they may be publicly traded now because Musk was going to buy them and. Um, he's back backed out. out. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's going to court too. Yeah, yeah. I'll get the ACLU involved. Yeah, they'll back the South African. Um, but yeah, so so that was. I, I think that one was. I want to say the most like life or death. Uh, the voting. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, what about the abortion? Like. Well. Well, it was yeah. pro life. So we'll save that one for last because that one's the most. Currently relevant yeah. to now. We got you um, hooked, listeners. 
You got to stick around. Um, but uh, there's but, nothing so yeah, I, I no. think just you know it it that case changes so many. It, it has its fingers in so many different facets, right? Yeah, voting, a lot of money could have. There, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there could be people that are just rounded up uh, yeah. and sent away because of it. Yeah. Um, and now yeah, that avocados are twice the price. That's because of the cartel, man. <laughs> um, that would have been crazy if this did go through, and then six months later, they're like, "Oh, why are these black trucks in our neighborhood?" Yeah. And going to like specific houses, they're like, "Oh, right. this is some like Nazi shit." Yeah, they're like, yeah. you guys read the fucking census? Yeah, like, that would that yeah that's so yeah I see what you're saying of it directly. It could have affected a lot of shit. Yeah, and, and I mean like the the immigration, like the family separation one, is obviously terrible. Um, it is this bit of a smaller scale, though. Right. It's still a violation, but mm-hmm. it's a bit of a smaller scale. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And and then... We'll- the next case, I didn't really... Did Trump just wake up and was just like, I think G.I. Joe shouldn't be G.I. Jane? Because mm. where the fuck did the yeah. ban for the trans people well, in the military come from? Religious? Yeah. He I, just was like, fuck it, I'm not... Well, I, I We're think, not doing this anymore. I think... It's it was a bigger attack on LGBTQ uh, rights. Yeah, but it was it was a first step towards it, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to uh, implement this, and then once I implement, because like it sets a precedent. Yeah, I I believe don't ask, don't tell. He was trying to repeal as well. I don't know what that is. Don't ask, don't tell. Oh, buddy, come on! It's the greatest rule in the American military. Legally, um, gay and lesbian uh, people are not allowed to serve in the military. But oh what? Yeah, we're not going to ask you what your sexual preference is, and you don't have to tell us. You're just so the military is going to assume everyone's heterosexual. Yes. Yeah, and you're not going to tell them if that's true or not. Yeah, yes. no, and you and if you did, they'd be like, ah, oh, sorry, get out. Yeah, that's still a thing. No, not anymore. No, no. I, I think oh, they were, they were trying. I think to, they were trying to repeal it. But it went at one point. It, like I think back in the day they like, were like. Do you mean like reinstate it? Yeah. No, I, I think repeal would be to like remove. Right. That. So like, yeah, sorry. They were trying to put it back. Yeah. In yeah. The yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like don't ask, don't tell again. 2.0. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, I can't remember if that came before this or after, but I feel like this was like a, a step to yeah. kind of getting. I feel like it want, was right? before, but yeah. yeah. Cause it was like a tit for tat thing. Yeah. yeah. But. So, so basically Trump's saying, well, no, if you're transgender, so, and they're, their reasoning was because it cost too much money. Mm. Oh, wait, why? Because you have to make the guns smaller. It's a whole thing (laughs) because (laughs) this dude wants a pink gun. She wants a blue gun. They they pay, they pay for like hormone therapy and stuff like that. Oh really? I guess it would be medical treatments. And if you're in the military, that stuff is comped. Yeah. But like, like some, like, like the lawyer said, they spend like four times as much on um, medication for erectile dysfunction yeah. in the military than they and do. And if like, you pledge your allegiance under, uh, yeah. in the name of God, like you shouldn't be doing that shit anyways. Man, I yeah. got this M16 and I can't even get a boner. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, so obviously it, it was a very, <laughs> very flawed uh, reasoning. Uh, of course it was. Dude, and, there was uh, a fucking transgender person that was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. So like, do you think there's statistics out there for like you have got better aim if you've got an erection? Yeah, you shoot straight. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know where North is. 
Um, <laughs> north. <laughs> what the fuck? These bullets aren't affected by fucking magnetic radiation. Dude, you've never seen an American shoot a gun. It's a thing of beauty. True. Every they time they crying. shoot, they just at the last second <laughs> shoot north. Don't know where this is going. Yeah. I remember the War of 1812. But yeah, the stories like that, that you're just like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, these people. Yeah. And anyone, like, I've saw interviews where people that were like, legit badass American military. And they're like, I don't give a fuck if you, or what the fuck you are. If you're beside me in a foxhole and you're mm. shooting, emptying the clip as much as I am, I don't care. So We're in this together. That's the last thing you'd be thinking Yeah, about. they're like, oh, so what are your political views? As bullets are coming over your fucking head, you're like, we're on the same team? Fuck this. The, the one mm -hmm. service member that uh, the ACLU was kind of using as their plaintiff um, that it introduced in the doc, I, Stone was the last thing. I believe it was Brock Stone. Yeah. Um, uh, transgender uh, member of the uh, the armed services. Um, they had like a joint uh, um, commendation. Like they had like. Yeah, they went through like, some shit. Yeah, like like they've definitely seen some a, stuff. A bunch of awards had been in the military for 12 years and basically was on the verge of, of being kicked out yeah. because they were transgender. Um, which is crazy. Like someone volunteers to give their life for their, their country. Mm -hmm. And because they, you're asking more questions. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is that necessary? For? Oh, sorry. You like the color pink and uh, I got to fire you, bud. Yeah. Like, what? Um, <laughs> someone sitting in a foxhole, <laughs> emptying yeah. a clip when you guy beside you and you just have this flash of like a dude with boobs and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, fuck me. <laughs> hey Jimmy, when you get home, are you going to have fucks with Sarah or Steve? If you say Steve, I'm going to fucking shoot you in the face. <laughs> like, I'm going to save your life. Why does it matter? Yeah. Don't protect me. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked Yeah. Up. So yeah. So like, uh, this is the one case that on the surface they won, but really didn't win at all. Yeah. Um, so they went to court, um, mm -hmm. they pleaded their case mm -hmm. and they said, okay, yeah, we're the court blocked the, uh, transgender block for the military. Mm -hmm. But really all it did was let transgender people that are already in the military stay in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Trump changed the, uh, the thing to just, oh yeah, but no new transgender people can apply to be in the military. Mm -hmm. So really, but yeah. didn't did Sleepy Joe turn that back? I don't know. I was I assuming remember. that he did because that was kind of fucking hilarious. If he's like, no, no, that's cool, keep that in. Yeah, well, he in, uh, he destroyed the travel ban. Um, like all the work that had been done by the Trump administration, he reversed everything. Yeah, so then does that fall under that? I would assume it did. Or if he was like, ah, that's yeah, that's okay. I'm know. an old. I'm ninety seven thousand years old, and I think that's kind of weird. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so, but, and again, what that doesn't save is, you know, you're a trans, transgender person in the military. Well, because Trump got his way on this, like, really yeah. all he has to do is find a reason to get you out yeah. and you can't come back in. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like Brock Stone said, oh, oh, we're going to give you an honorable discharge. Yeah. Or find a reason to give a dishonorable dis discharge. Yeah. Um, so, so really, yeah, it's not a win at all. It's a scratch on the surface. Uh, it's a, it definitely is like you said, a step. Cause it's definitely from what I see, it's a step to like marginalize a group. Right. Like to be like, this is the problem. Well, and you're like, essentially, it's not the fucking, essentially that's all it is. It's picking a group of people yeah. and saying, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to put you in a group, in a, in a hole here. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's just like saying that, oh, African Americans can't uh, can't serve in the military, or Latinos can't serve in the military. Yeah. Um, it it makes no sense. If someone's qualified, they're qualified. Hmm. Yeah. Especially uh, for something like that. Like you want to save our fucking freedom, but like you would let New York City burn because like a battalion of Mexican Americans saved you guys. Yeah. What the fuck? This is the same um, government that, uh, you know, in 1940s touted fighting the Nazis. Yeah. Yet is also backing um, alt-right groups uh, now. So, yeah. um, In the 40s, they they didn't have the cleanest track record either. No. They're like, Japanese guys, get over there. And black guys, we'll make you air pilots, but you're going to have to fly this red plane and you kind of do your own little thing. Yeah, there was a ton of support for um, the other side, the Axis, uh, right up until like 1942 or three, yeah. even. Like yeah. they weren't even in the they weren't in the war. They were still providing arms yeah. and services and you know, like industrial services to. There's the neat stories the too of like American POWs getting caught, like a black American POW, and the Germans being like, "Wait, huh? What's going on here? Like they let you." With a rifle? Like, yeah. I thought you guys were from, like, the most racist place ever. Yeah. Um, and like, holy shit. That's so, why we're on the front lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to talk about racism a little bit, kind of jumping back to the uh, census one. So um, a piece of precedence that uh, the ACLU lawyers were saying was, hey, look, you know, the census in the past has been used in a racist uh um, way. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, during world war two, yeah. like, cause you have to, are you Caucasian? Are you African American? Are you, yeah. so people were filling out that they were Japanese, uh, um, descendants. Yeah. And they were the ones that were round up and put in internment camps in world war two. Yeah. Oh, so like German Americans were too, right? Like, yeah. no, 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 they weren't yeah. just Japanese. <laughs> um, so, so that's how, they were viewing uh, this voting rights. Uh, yeah, case. you've done it again. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? Like, yeah. no, no, no. That was the past. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the the transgender ban, like, it just again, it, it was a way for the Trump government to kind of become more conservative again. Well, yeah, yeah. Push their views on on the um, overall uh, population, right? Yeah. So, as of twenty twenty one. Uh, excuse me, January 26th onward there, excuse me, fuck, sorry, everyone. There are no restrictions on military service by transgendered individuals. Medical care for transitioning service members is provided by the military and procedures for handling the transition in official records have been established. Oh, I mean, you can join the mill and then just switch over and then get like a discharge and mm-hmm. they paid for it. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Like a sexual discharge. Well, no, no, like dis- dishonorable. <laughs> you get ejaculated from the military. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so that's good. So so they have cool. um, gone back. Yeah, to, it's, it's they can freeing. die just like uh, any good old American. Exactly right. Like, do your fucking fingers work? Do you got a, two legs and a heartbeat? Like, I want to die in up. a desert somewhere. Like, all right, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Sam wants you <laughs> to fuck however you want. You can fuck anyone up. You can, never mind. And then we're not so, going to go down that road. And then the last case was uh, was the abortion uh, rights case, which yeah. um, obviously, as probably anyone listening um, knows, Roe versus Wade was uh, just overturned um, in the U.S., which is 
fucking mind-boggling. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like one of the most famous U.S. court cases in history so yeah. far. Yeah. So that means like anyone who's like, and, and that's just not like just straight abortion. So like, I don't know if you know what an ectopic pregnancy is. Ectopic? Oh, that sounds fun. What's that? It's where like the egg is growing on, um, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, the outside? Yeah. Like it, it ruptures, Yo. it ruptures, uh, fallopian tube i believe yeah anyways it caused internal bleeding uh oh, oh it begins to like it was inseminated or not inseminated but like it uh, begins to develop in the tube yes yeah. instead of in the womb yeah gotcha. instead of in the uterus yes correct yeah, the uterus right um you know like uh, it's happened to a friend of mine and if she didn't go to the hospital and get it taken care of um she would have died jesus um, so yeah. the roe versus wade repeal uh-huh. Um, it eliminates protections and care. Yes, you yeah. know, it just went back to like states' rights, though. Right. So there's states right. that are like, fuck that law. Like, abortion's fine here. Yeah. Huh. It's not like there were it's states. It's like that, a federal ban. No no, no, no. It's just states like Texas are like traditionally conservative. They're like, fuck yeah. We're, it's like weed. Like weed yeah, federally yeah, is illegal, yeah. but state yes. to state. Yeah. Yes. They just kicked it back to the states. So, okay. so that, like, people will die. From, yeah. from stuff like that. Yeah, but they're that, poor right? people and they don't um, really care. And uh, if you have a miscarriage, uh, sometimes... Uh, you could be charged for that? Yeah. So, Holy no, no. Like, <laughs> Murder? So, I was playing rugby. What so, the fuck? Yeah. A lot of times, like, uh, you have the, the remnants, right? And, they're, right? and they have to be cleaned out either with, with a drug or what they call, like, a dusting and cleaning, which is... A, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They call it a dusting and cleaning? Yeah, it's a procedure that Dust. goes in... And literally, I think that's insensitive that they use yeah. the word dust. Seriously, dust? That's not yeah. the most insensitive um, <laughs> version. Dust? But, They're gonna clean you out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, Fuck but yeah, me. it's a medical procedure. So, and that is not legal now in those states. That so, what do they decide. do? You just gotta let it rot inside you, and then you Basically, piss it out. Yeah, do some you, kegels, you go septic and and can die. Holy shit. Um, Dude, there's going to be some sick documentaries on back alley abortions right. in like a year or two. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so it's stuff like that, Damn. right? Um, yeah, it, it just boggles my mind in the first place. So anyways, what this court case in the documentary um, talks about is um, the main plaintiff in it is a 17-year-old uh, uh, illegal uh, immigrant, gets picked up, um, says she's been raped. Just over uh, the Texas border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Says she's been raped um, and would like an abortion. Because, I mean, how terrible. Like something so horrific happens to you and you have this nine-month, well, I mean, it's a lifetime reminder of it. Um, 18, but yeah, lifetime. Um, but like, yeah, you have to carry this with you and deal with this fucking reminder for yeah. for nine months like not only has your life changed because Damn. of the the yeah. initial incident but like your life yeah uh, will continually be changed yeah. and like you will never quite be the same person ever and so the the constitution in the u.s says uh, anyone on u.s soil um has has the right to to an abortion a safe mm-hmm. abortion um so basically the orr which is the um, something, uh, refugee, I, I don't know, I can't remember what it said. It was something to do with Organization refugee. for Refugee Rights or something? Yeah. No. Uh, no. No. no uh, organization for Refugee Resettlement, I believe it is. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, 
basically they're the ones that look after uh, detained uh, illegal immigrants. Um, and this appointee, Steve White, I think his name was, or Steve Fox, I can't remember, um, he's saying that, no, um, we're not giving you access to abortion. Um, so, and I think in the state, in Texas, uh, you have the right to an abortion up until 20 weeks. She was 15 weeks, so mm-hmm. there was kind of, a, there's a, a time crunch yeah, urgency, on, yeah. on this, right? Um, so the ACLU... Um, argues that, uh, um, as the Constitution says, she should have the right to an abortion. Um, and this victim says, well, there's lots of people in here, like th- in my situation, that this has happened to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it shows a little bit of a dis- uh, deposition um, between this ORR uh, appointee. And Which is, I just figured out, the Office of Refugee Resettlement. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so he's being deposed and they said, well, what's your view on, on, uh, abortion? Is it a sin? It's like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, you said that you weren't going to use your position of power and, uh, it wouldn't be influenced by your, your religious beliefs. Yeah. Your personal feeling. Well, yeah. obviously it is. Yeah. Because yeah, it's that constitutionally guy, legal. Yeah. <laughs> that guy went on a local news and then the first question was like, you're a proud Christian. Yeah, and he's proud, like, proud Catholic father of six. Uh, yeah, I am. Six. And then in the thing you're talking about, he's like, I don't understand what religion has to do with this. Yeah, yeah, big inbred smile. You well, fucking asshole. And they ask him in the deposition, like, um, would you greenlight any um, uh, abortion? He said, well, I don't know. Well, clearly, you know. Yeah. It's The answer yeah. is no. Yeah, it would just look bad if you answered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Because then your religious beliefs are influencing your publicly appointed position. Do you think when he said, I don't know in his head, he's like, yeah, that went well. Yeah. We're good. Well, yeah. And see, yeah. and move see, forward. That's the crazy part. Cause a deposition is like a trial. Essentially you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to um, swear to tell the truth um, and everything. And obviously you can't prove that he's not. Yeah. Well, you're going to read part. through that and be like, and then Tyler, right. you said, I don't know. What yeah. the fuck is that? And they're like, ah, yeah. shit. We need confidence in this position, <laughs> so you're officially fired. And, and I don't know is is a very vague term, right? Like, yeah. well, I don't know. Like, how, how do you prove that he doesn't know? Yeah. Well, like, today, said, do I want a sub sandwich or do I want, like, a hoagie? Yeah. I don't know. You should have just said that fucking Rumsfeld, like, I can confirm nor deny. And they're like, oh. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, again, this was another win. For the ACLU in this documentary, mm-hmm. yeah, three um, for three, three for for four, three for four. Uh, oh yeah, technically four for four, but yeah, really. somehow the fucking transgender uh, case got shifted in 2021, as we just read, um, to completely support uh, like the admission, and then the abortion uh, ruling yeah. got smacked down just earlier this year. Yeah, that kind of so. came under. I guess we're in like we're in a different country, so we might have not have seen it, but it seemed like it would kind of just. Out of nowhere. I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's been talked about for five oh, years I know. now. Yeah. So this oh. is a big part of, not a part of this documentary, but it definitely uh, gives you some preamble that we see Brett Kavanaugh become sworn in and mm-hmm. he had uh, asserted earlier, prior to his nomination even, that uh, were he to be nominated oh, yeah, and he would accepted into the Supreme Court, he would not support um, overturning that yeah. ruling. And then, obviously... A couple of years later, he overturns it. 
Yeah. But so. didn't when he was getting questioned, didn't one of the guys question him say you had a meeting with Trump and Trump said whoever I point is going to overturn this. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. So like, like this. Yeah, yeah, you did. So he was obviously a, like, yeah, I'm going to do that for you, bud. Yeah, this has been a plan to reorganize the Supreme Court to become more reactive well, and conservative. Fucking playing for 3D chess. More than 6 years. So we in this documentary we see Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Um How's she doing? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um so we see her, um, obviously we know she's passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, that opened up a spot for Trump to put in a conservative uh, mm-hmm. um, justice member. Um, we see uh, Justice Kennedy retire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I believe, is left the opening for Kavanaugh. Uh, yeah. There were there are two new justices, a- right? One Amy uh, Cohen, Cohen Barron or She's the one Co- that Cohen took Barry or something oh, like that. Ruthie's then, spot. Then there are three because I think there's um, like there's a black woman now on the Supreme Court huh. um, panel. Yeah, I don't know if the Democrats put her in. I yeah, can't remember. I don't recall um, cool. who she replaced. Um, Do you guys think that's crazy? That positions for life that like you could be like 102 yeah, still rock that. It is pretty weird. I will say this, this documentary highlighted something really interesting and on both sides of it, it's interesting that the ACLU has, for lack of a better word, an agenda that, and it's tricky because, and this is the interesting part, their agenda is wholeheartedly philosophical. Like who gets the right to vote? Mm -hmm. This is not something that is ordained through empirical research and science this is collectively decided upon between people. And for as much as we can tell, we're alone in the universe right now and we cannot prove or disprove the existence of God. So like we're on our own and we're doing the best that we can. So we have to talk about everything we fucking do that has to do with us. And then even about science, how we should perform methods and what we should research and what we don't need to research because it's just so obvious or it's trivial. But so the ACLU represents one half of uh, an extremely important philosophical forefront that they they don't sit in their office and theorize about different avenues that we could take. They come down on a particular road and they take it to the end because that's what they believe in. They believe in it for good reason, but on the other side of the fence, the U.S. government is, it. it's a, it's a, body of people that have decided that they're the government and the people that they rule over have essentially to a degree consented to it by remaining in the sovereign borders of that nation. And those borders are invented really for no real reason. Everything, it's all completely fucking arbitrary, which doesn't paint a good picture for philosophy, but it paints a necessary picture for philosophy. And it's it's just interesting to see like that room of interns that we see like uh, half an hour into the dock. They're giving a quick tour of the ACLU building. I can't fucking imagine what it would be like to be an intern for the ACLU. Like, oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not just a researcher at a university. You're not just a student anymore. Like you are out in the world doing practical philosophy. Like you, mm-hmm. you sit back and you think about whether you support this position or not. And if you can come up with good enough reasons to convince another smaller, very small group of people, so like the Supreme Court of the United States or the government, like the administration uh, and all the like the officials therein, 
that this decision is the right one and here are the reasons. And you can back it up with statistics of safety or finances or precedent or outright moral transgression. But then what you transgress is another moral position. So it was just, it was an amazing display of uh, the practicality, or at least the the physical side of philosophical decisions and arguments, because you can't just you can't just sit back and allow this shit to happen because it might affect you directly, and you can't just uh, strictly say that I want to have happen what I want to have happen. Like the ACLU is not going to be completely. Uh, listened to because then there's some people in the States that it doesn't represent. So it's, it's always a fight. It's always going to be a fight and it's always going to be more a conversation about what is the best thing to do right now and how do we all feel about it? And that's, that's a really, really important conversation and it doesn't, it doesn't just accidentally happen. You have to, you have to have those conversations and the ACLU is one of those huge bodies Mm. that takes practical research and theoretical research from schools uh, and they apply it to the real world where where we all are because i think doing that kind of theoretical or even practical research like doing uh, studies and questionnaires and surveys and experiments is all excellent and doing theoretical research and uh, like having discussions and debates and dialogues uh, in schools or in labs is excellent because it gives a group like the ACLU or the U.S. government um, versus some other third-party, semi-private, public group uh, like the KKK. They make a case. They absolutely make a case. And then the U.S. government says yay or nay. And depending on what they say, the ACLU says nay or yay. And then it just it goes from there. But having, in a dirty way, like having boots on the ground for real, um, real cases, not just theoretics or experiments is fantastic and necessary, sort of inevitable. But, um, that was a really awesome thing about this talk is seeing, seeing philosophy be applied, not just talked about because it's excellent to talk about it and it's great to read a book, but it's, it's even more excellent to see, uh, real discussions taking place because, right. For so long, abortion was not allowed in the States. And then I think in like 1940. I'm not sure when Roe versus Wade was. It was like the 60s. Yeah, I, maybe it was Maybe it was the 70s. 73 seems to be sticking out. Anyway, 1970. Roe was a hoe. Yeah, well, was she? Yeah. What does Roe stand for? It's her last name. Oh, it is? It's and Roe versus Wade County. 1973. Wade Do you know what's County. funny? They made her have the kid and she didn't even want the kid. So that kid exists and was like, my mom didn't even want me. It's still alive. And it's a famous case. Oh, probably. I hope so. They'd be older. Neat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So something like Roe, like for so long, abortion was not allowed and then abortion was allowed. And now, unfortunately, abortion is not allowed. But in certain states, in certain states. Oh, exactly. No, but that's an excellent point in that initially blanket statement. Abortions are not allowed completely against like an American ideal. And then it changed. And then it was a blanket of course, you can fucking abortion all like all across the country. That's yeah. that's perfectly fine and constitutional. Now, so it was it was a thesis. I mean, I have said this before, and it's not a complete way of saying this, but like there was a thesis uh, initially that uh, we didn't even think about it. There was no such thing about abortions at all. It wasn't in the constitution. There was no legislation against it. It just didn't even exist. And then it did exist. 
and we struck it down. Well, they struck it down pre pre Roe versus Wade, I guess. Um, and then there was a synthesis. So you say that uh, we were wrong in the first place. Abortions exist, but we were wrong in the second place and that you should be allowed to do them. It's not a complete negation of it. And now um, you're not allowed to outright have an abortion, but it's not federal. It's state-based. So mm-hmm. it's, it's becoming smaller. It's the same problem, but it's changed a little bit to capture a very unique issue that you didn't see in the first place. And that's like in, in a small sense, and I'm going to misuse this word here. And I hope no one listening knows that, but it's a dialectic that you, you take one step and you think, all right, we're good. And then you realize that you missed something. So the next step inevitably is made because you realize that you have to take another step. It might be the right step or it might be the wrong step. No one can know if it's the right or the wrong. Maybe abortions are not okay. Who's to fucking say? Maybe they are okay. Likewise, who's to say? But steps take steps are taken regardless of the knowledge of right or wrong into the future. You can't just stagnate. That's impossible. So like the step to be to, to, to take uh, that abortions are outright wrong, but it's up to the state to say whether they're wrong or not is the next step, but it's it's just a step that captures another problem. But necessarily, it was a step forward. Um, it might not look like it to some people if you take a different perspective on looking at the problem, but uh, necessarily, it was a step forward. But it's neat to see the ACLU as one of the bodies that does this dialectical mm-hmm. movement, because if the mm-hmm. ACLU didn't exist, the scales are unbalanced. The U.S. government does whatever the fuck they want. There's no protections. And that's impossible. In history, that's never been the case. Yeah, that, was, that would have been a gnarly time to be alive, like, like pre-ACLU. Yeah, just like, like yeah. Well, then you get like situations like, uh, I forget where it was, but in the Midwest where they had like an affluent black community and the white mm-hmm. people were Tulsa. just like, yeah. In Oklahoma. We're not having this anymore. And they just like literally bombed the whole fucking town and like killed, like get out of here. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> um Steps forward. Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy. Like, you know, obviously, um, there's outspoken people everywhere, but it showed a, a bit of uh, the hate that uh, the ACLU gets. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, from both sides, um, when they were kind of uh, fighting on behalf of the uh, Tiki Torch uh, rioters or mm, right. protesters in mm-hmm. Charlottesville. Um, the other side said, you know, like, um, Heather, uh, hires death is on your hands because you allowed these people to, yeah. Uh, if this didn't happen, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then for the abortion rights, the immigration rights, voting rights, stuff like that, like these lawyers were getting fucking postcards and emails and voicemails yeah. of like threatening them and saying like, you know, I, I don't like using this word, but the, the one lawyer that was working on uh, Chase, uh, he was working on the transgender issue, yeah. like literally had a voicemail. And the guy was like, oh, you faggot. Like, that's fucking terrible. Like, you know, you, you obviously have to care about what you're doing to, to deal with all that shit yeah. and keep doing it. They were all laughing. Like that guy was laughing because he's like, this is ridiculous. A lot of them use it as motivation, which takes a special person, right? Like, yeah, 
there's a lot of people who would get that and be like, fuck that. You know what? I'm, I'm not that into this. Yeah. I, this isn't worth it. Yeah. But these are special people who take that hate, use it as fuel and say, okay, well, clearly we're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Because the people that want to take that away are getting angry. I think they cover that in your first job interview at the ACLU. They're like, yeah. listen, bud, you're going to have a pile of shit come your well, way. Yeah. And, and like the one, I think it was Dale Ho or, or might've been, um, the, uh, the family separation guy, like he had a stack of fucking letters and, and postcards and stuff. Like it takes a very hateful person, a person very set in their ways to take time out of their day to send a lawyer, a fucking postcard threatening them. Yeah. Uh, Uh, It's just living in a subdivision. You look outside and you're like, everything's perfect. You're like, you know what? Fuck the ACLU. Like (laughs) Dale Ho, the voting rights, uh, he was an Asian American. He, the postcard he got, um, was like you immigrant dumbass. Like it was also a postcard from a picture from the Civil War. Oh, was it? So it's a bunch of badass yeah. dudes sitting around a cannon, and this person's like, "You don't know America." <laughs> like holy fuck! You might as well just send them the postcard with like a lynching in the background. It'd be mm-hmm. like, remember these? Yeah. Say so like so, that's a fucking. Po-. But even he was like, I. He hung it up with yeah. the writing and like, I'm using this as motivation. Yeah. So if I'm ever thinking of like, I don't know if I'm doing, I'm just going to look over that and be like, yeah, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. So, and so then just keep going. These, these people are badass. Like, cause yeah. you never know. Like it's one thing to write a postcard. It's another thing to find. Obviously they know the person's name. He spent postage on that shit. Cause yeah, it was addressed to Dale Ho. Yeah. Um, that's where I'd get freaked out. I'm like, right. bro, you know where I live? My name, sure. like my so, like working address, like not my home address, but still. But they know where the ACLU is. They, yeah. they obviously know the guy's name. I'm sure if I looked up Dale Ho, I could get a picture of him online. You could probably yeah. fucking Google street his goddamn little hole underneath uh, those stairs where he lives. So yeah, so that's Poor these guy. people, you know, they're not getting paid millions of dollars. I, no. I can imagine. No. Um, you have to take the risk that these angry people who take the time out of their day to yeah. leave you a shitty voicemail or mail you a postcard or a letter or send you an email that they're not going to wait outside the ACLU office, follow you home yeah. Yeah. and take matters into their own hands. Cause yeah. we've, we've seen that, that right? Like with the fucking QAnon bullshit and pizza gate guy storms into a fucking pizza place. Cause he thinks they're harboring uh, sex trafficked kids there it's a fucking pizza place and that's it. And because someone on the internet started a rumor or whatever, and it caught traction, like people are crazy enough in this day and age to fucking take that shit into their own hands. Yeah. And information spreads so fast and misinformation spreads quicker. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's just uh, kind of something that, you know, as a human rights lawyer, I, I wouldn't have, thought to to think because you think you're on the right side of everything right when you're a human rights lawyer yeah but you're pissing off people that have fucking hands and everything and you're like oh yeah i could piss off this person that has the dominoes fall that you're like oh fuck i really pissed off the u.s government and i think 90 percent of the time i I would imagine the aclu is on the side of the left um likely i guess i don't i don't really know like I mean, obviously, when they're when they're supporting 
the tiki torch. Uh, yeah, uh, Davy and what his I was friend, thinking, like, Davy and his buddies. Like, but, they're the American Civil Liberties Union. I like. I don't know that I would consider Democrats libertarians because then they would be libertarians. They're yeah. They're not. They're yeah. Democrats. That's a whole other party. Yeah, and Republicans are clearly not because they're Republicans. They're not. They're not libertarians. Like libertarianism, you can be a libertarian and be democratic, or you can be republic. Um, but I, I think that the American Civil Liberties Union probably is. They might be the most centered group. Because they right. they really don't give a fuck what you do as long as you're allowed to do it. Right, and, and that's awesome it, that they stay to that. Like yeah. they haven't wavered from that at all. Yeah, as long as it doesn't like you don't try to murder people or kidnap or. Oh, I'm assuming they're not into intentionally that. harm someone. Yeah, yeah, like they don't they don't deal with those kind of criminal. They don't cases. take ISIS as a crim as a client. Well, they they sort of did way back in their inception. They did? Yeah, there was a case. I can't remember what it was called. Um, Patty Hearst. No, there was some, there was someone who was being, there was a, a duo that was being charged for murder and the ACLU represented them. Oh, wow. Because um, they, they, no one else wanted to do it, I guess. Did they get off? No, they died. They got the chair. In pr- oh. Did they no. get off in prison? No, probably. Um, yeah. So like, like I, I'm all go out and say like, these lawyers that work for the ACLU are, are are badasses. Like yeah. oh, I yeah. couldn't imagine going to work and be like, Oh, what new threat am I going to get today? Yeah. Or who's going to tell me that uh, I should be shot dead in the streets or, yeah. um, you yeah. know, it's kind of like, it's like MMA or boxing. Like you, you train, you practice, you get yourself centered and then you, you put on the correct clothes, you go through your motions and it becomes muscle memory. Like Dale Ho said, and you, you, you go out and you have to make uh, a fight I guess, like, to use the title to, like, essentially, in some way, Slavoj Žižek, the um, uh, philosopher, the European philosopher, has made the claim that uh, language took over physical violence as just a new form of violence, that language in itself is violent, that I say, fuck you, and then someone else on the other side says, no, fuck you back, and then we don't actually ever come to fistfights. Holy fuck. We just, we've switched from using our fists, like, apes to using our words like um, upright apes. God damn it. And it's, it's, I can see it. It's sort of the same thing. But so Dale Ho puts on his suit and his tie and he looks the part. He, he's got his gloves on. He wears his shorts. He trains and tapes his hands up and then he, he gets himself prepared to get into this verbal fight with this governing body. And it's a fucking uphill battle for sure. But yeah, it's definitely a badass thing to do. Because it mm-hmm. takes a lifetime of preparation and dedication. Like you can't be like a weekend fucking heroin user. You can't be a weekend ACLU lawyer. Like you do this shit all the time. Yeah, twenty four seven. Yeah, like you you almost can't give up. Because right. like you start you be, you enter the ACLU for the very altruistic and like their beliefs. Like you don't just do this because they pay. Like you do this because you believe in it. Yeah, I wonder what their burnout rate is. Like if they have a high. Yeah, it's probably high. You think it's high? Yeah, I would say so. That's a hard oh, fucking job. I could see it being a hard job, but I think that they have that weird motivation where they're just like, this yeah, is hard, but like, I true. know, like I have to keep doing this. Yeah. Not yeah. like as like a defense lawyer for, for like just a government defense lawyer, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I don't get paid shit. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah. And the thing you were talking about, like violence and like verbal violence, it just reminded me of like any political 
thing that I've seen of like any country where like this is the left, this is the right. That's all they fucking do is yell at each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh yeah. And like that that dialogue usually starts in uh, like a legislative house, like some yeah. kind of building of government decision making. And then it it bleeds out into the public and then the public starts to have this debate, whether it's yeah. in person, protest to protest, or whether it's online, forum member to forum member. And then eventually, usually when it's in person, at least, then there isn't that barrier aggression or even the barrier safety of the internet. Mm-hmm. You've got two groups face to face and Keep yourself a good old war. Exactly. Like that verbal violence transitions into because it gets Dude, brought this up to is another fucking degree. Crazy. A few months before the Amer I think it was a few months, before the American Civil War, there was a Congress guy that killed another Congress guy on the floor of Congress. Oh. Like in and it's like no doubt they were it like it wasn't just North and South and he was like, Fuck you. Yeah. And then a few months later, they're like, oh, we could shoot each other? Fuck so like, yeah, let's do this. A crazy distinction between humans and, well, non-humans is that we can have debates. Like, yeah. We, we represent violence with this other means because we do have, Damn. we would like to be alive and we realize that we can't just I mean, fight the human race would realize we are so fucked if we see like two gorillas running at each other and then they stop to debate. And then they just talk. And then they just look at you. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, like that, like our our ability to debate is essentially the next degree of, it's it's a lesser yeah. degree of violence. Cool. Well, yeah, I is, wouldn't have watched this doc if we weren't doing this. Like, what have you, have you watched it? No, I probably wouldn't have either. It's just, it seems a little dry. Yeah. It seems so specific and it seems so dry, but it was a good like one. Like the trailer was cool because it was kind of funny, but I'd be like, oh, if I actually watched this, I would have been like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I want to watch something like, Fun and good. Yeah. So it's funny Trump. Speaking of which, I want to bring up something that uh, Mitch sent us in a text message. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, this past week. Um, he sends so many fucking texts. I, did, I found some good shit. A, a little, a little <laughs> excerpt from uh, a well-known podcast called Legion of uh, Skanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, um, they put forth that uh, talking about documentaries is the lowest form of podcasting. Not just, like not a, they, just one of them. Yeah. Little the, John Ikerson, the what little, was his name? No, hey, the, the, the great angry Louis J. Gomez says that uh, talking, doing a podcast and talking about documentaries is the lowest form of podcasting. <laughs> so, so I thought that was pretty hilarious. Well, yeah, Without so, your permission, guys, we're going to put that in the intro. Fuck you. Yeah, why not? Who cares? Yeah. And <laughs> their intro, they have shit where they're like, naming people that like I'll fucking punch Miss Henderson in the face so I don't think you can like it's kind of an intense intro yeah. fuck them yeah so uh, we'll we'll get that edited into our intro that little excerpt because yeah we'll, we'll wear that as a badge of honor I think yeah I mean obviously they weren't talking about us uh, specifically unfortunately I'm going to assume they were I feel that we could be like Somalian pirates and they're the American government that they're way bigger but we're three determined like we're gonna take that goddamn boat down I'm gonna put a gun to your head and mine yeah I don't give a fuck if you got a laser that can kill my kids kids I'll figure out a way to get one of you yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna wear it as a badge of honor that, uh, oh, yeah. that yeah. These, these guys uh, um, we're are, starting international- are attacking our art form oh my god they talked about us can we start international podcast wars because yeah. we're technically in a different country and this uh, is the, first the war of, of 1812 just kind of ended neutral. So no one really got hurt. We'll be okay if we do it again. And uh, I think we can announce, I think in the next week, 
couple weeks to a month, we're, we're going to throw a little something different your, uh, our listeners way as well. Yeah. So hopefully you enjoy, uh, yes. kind of a, a secondary project, uh, from us. Yes. Um, so keep, uh, keep listening and waiting for that. And Fuck yeah. uh, when it does go live, we will let everyone know. Have a big party. You can call in all, all two of you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. And with the new project, we're, we're going to try and as, as long as we get the listenership, we'll try and add some, uh, some listener feedback and, mm. uh, and some f- fan interaction. Fan interaction. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Did you have a stroke in the last few days or something? You've been. I had COVID. Oh, yeah, that's COVID. true. That's all. It's, it's long COVID. Your brain's still coughing. Oh, I heard about long COVID. Yeah. Everything about else about me. He no, can't, I, he can't smell. I, I did lose my taste for like a day. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom did for the longest time. Yeah. And then she had a slushy that like was rotten milk, but she couldn't taste Ugh. or smell and didn't know. And then it took her like three or four sips to be like, Oh, that's curdled milk. And I was like, that's fucking disgusting. Um, that's fucking I don't know gross. if mine was because of COVID or just cause my nose is all stuffed. All that up, Coke you do. Yeah. You should yeah. probably stop doing that. Um, but I have, uh, selected a, uh, uh, documentary for next week. Nice. Is it a good one? I, I don't know. I, I know the name. Um, I'm only watching it if it's good. It's manufacturing descent. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, it's yeah. probably about, Hey, do you know about this? Uh, no, but that's like a play on Noam Chomsky's yeah, he's probably phrase manufacturing consent. You think he's in this? Mm, yes. The world's fucked and I'm super smart. Yeah. I imagine this is about China somehow. Those um, little sons of bitches. Oh, if this is a Michael Moore documentary. Oh Jesus. Oh. Fucking fuck. Dude, I want to see Michael Moore talking to some Chinese. (laughs) Y'all really intense and big American. It is not a Michael Moore documentary. Oh, Oh, he's just in it? Um, He's just angry? So, Manufacturing Descent is a documentary that looks to distinguish what's fact, fiction, legend, and otherwise as a camera crew trails Michael Moore while he tours with his film Fahrenheit 9-11. Cool. So, it's, it's kind of like an inside look at... Michael Moore and how he does. Wait, yeah. So we're going to get to watch a documentary about a documentary. That's right. Oh, yeah. Cause his fuck. documentaries are like crazy one sided. This is so, yeah. this is so meta. Yeah. This is very meta. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So yeah, let's uh, do a special one episode podcast about the episode we're about to produce. Is that like a Seinfeld plot? What the fuck did you just say? What? Cause it's so boring. Well, yeah, but it just, it just sounded intense when you said that. <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Is this well, fucking thing over? <laughs> in that uh, in that vein, uh, <laughs> yeah. we will uh, fucking end this. call it a day and uh, be back next week with Manufacturing Descent. Cool. Right. This will be cool. Yeah. Later, gentlemen. Later. Peace in. Peace in.